a listener production. This is Global Truths with Dr. Keith Souter. Join us each week as we break down one issue in global politics so that you can understand what's going on in the world right now and what's likely to happen in the future. Our host, Dr Keith Souter, is one of Australia's leading commentators on global affairs and geopolitics. My name is Sasha Tannock. I'm a journalist. And Keith, today we're looking at how to take on Facebook. So why is there so much concern about social media? So the material I'm using for today is by... um, Professor Scott Galloway of the Stein Business School at New York University has written very well on Facebook. And, well, he doesn't like Facebook, but he does admit that it's one of the most remarkable developments that we've seen in business history, that you've got one instrument uh, which didn't exist 30 years ago or even 20 years ago almost and is now used by 3 billion people out of 7 billion, almost 8 billion on the planet. That is an incredible achievement. And Galloway is looking at what can be done to try to regulate Facebook because there's a continuing debate uh, amongst the experts in mental health that being on Facebook or other forms of social media can actually do damage, particularly to youngsters. Um, Now, I'm not on any social media. That's because I'm in the security space quite often, and you end up paranoid. <laughs> it, uh, it takes 93 minutes between selecting a name at random on LinkedIn and then emptying their bank account. Wow. So you start off with LinkedIn, then you go to Facebook, you go to Google, you go to Google Earth and all the rest of it, and you end up stealing their identity. There's so much information that's just out there now, isn't exactly. there? Yeah. With, uh, especially if people don't use their privacy controls to, to limit that yep. geography and that kind of thing. So that's the reason why I'm not on social media, but um, Scott Galloway and others are more concerned about what social media are doing to young people. In this uh, article that he's written, he looks at the correlation between the growth of social media and the growth in the number of um, suicides in the United States. So this is looking at the uh, US suicide rate on uh, girls, so girls aged 10 to 14, and a second group, girls aged 15 to 19, and he's produced a graph, and you can see how when social media became available on mobile phones, suddenly you get this uptake or uptick in the total number of suicides. And there is a real problem because I think that not only with Facebook, but you've got generally with um, well, Instagram as well, that you've got a, a sort of an element of toxic comparison. In other words, that people can see how well others are living and then you feel very depressed because your own lifestyle is not as good. So many images and so many doctored images as well and even what's being portrayed on social media is often not at all what reality is like, <laughs> yep. uh, both uh, from the visual sense but, uh, you know, reality itself. So these young girls and boys yep. are trying to compare themselves to something that's virtually impossible and yeah. it would appear that it's having an impact on their mental health. Absolutely. So, And there's also the implication that if you change your appearance you will change who you are, which is obviously not the case. So you can be a much slimmed down version of yourself, but you'd be still be the basic personality. The other problem with social media is the unqualified health advice. 
So you have all sorts of products being promoted on social media, diet reduction pills, etc. And yet they're not subject to the standard testing. One of the standard examples is tea me, which is a, a diet for people drinking tea to lose weight. And the US Food and Drug Administration ruled that that was inappropriate, that it just wasn't effective. And the other problem with social media is that it encourages compulsive buying. It's instant buying. You see something advertised, and within the apps on your mobile phone, you can place an order. So it's like impulse buying. So easy. So easy, yeah. Yeah. And in fact, the way the algorithms are, uh, some of that information about body image or even shopping continues to be fed back to the person more and more. So someone ends up living in an echo chamber of their own opinions and views and and even shopping for that matter. Yep. And then you've, reached, you've, you've touched on a good point there because the whole problem of algorithms that do the thinking. So if you and I were at the same time to go onto the internet on uh, mobile phones or computers that we use regularly, who therefore know each of us, um, and then type in the same topic, we would get different results because the algorithm in Google or whoever has remembered what we like to look at. So obviously I'm addicted to politics, so it'll be if I type in Egypt, for example, I'll end up with the latest political update in Egypt. On the other hand, it might figure that you're very interested in tourism, so you'll end up with the pyramids. So you've got the algorithms that are actually very finely attuned to each person. And, of course, the information is free. And if information is free, you are the product. An interesting thought, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) So what can be done? Are there ways to take on Facebook or address these concerns? Well, the Australian government is certainly trying. It's already raised this issue, which is, I think, one of the reasons why Facebook and Google are trying to appear to be so friendly at the moment in the Australian context. Now, Scott Galloway, in his article, actually lists five techniques which we might go through. One is just to break up these big media giants, not just Facebook, but break them all up. And there is a a precedent for this. If you go back to an earlier era in American history, just over 100 years ago, it was called the Gilded Era. And the Gilded Era was this huge gap between the very rich and the poor. And eventually there was revulsion against that. And we ended up for a few decades from America becoming a much more middle-class society. Obviously, we've now gone back to a new Gilded Age. But in the previous Gilded Age, you had a handful of big corporations like the big oil corporations and the US government, ironically, with a Republican president, Roosevelt. So Teddy Roosevelt took on those big corporations with congressional support and broke them up. Scott Galloway is saying, look, one of the ways that we could tackle Facebook or Metaverse, whatever it's going to call itself, plus all these other variations just break them up. They're, they're a huge monopoly. It's about power. Exactly. So break them up. We've done it before in American history. We've done it with the big oil corporations, et cetera. Let, we can certainly do that. So that's certainly one thing that you could do. You're listening to Global Truths with Dr. Keith Souter. I'm Sasha Tannick. And Keith, today we're talking about Facebook. Now, do you think the government will take on these social media giants? It's obviously a problem that's being discussed around the world and Mark Zuckerberg wants to become the metaverse. He talks <laughs> about 
connectivity and the positivity of these um, social media outlets. And, and there is an element of that for artists and it's certainly connected people globally. But we're also looking at the other more negative sides of which there are many in social media. And, um, you know, what can we do from a government perspective yeah. to, to take that on? Well, one of Scott Galloway's uh, recommendations is to break them up, which is how they dealt with the previous big corporations just over 100 years ago. A second one is to what he calls the perp walk, which is um, an expression which you have when you arrest somebody who's going to be accused of a crime and arrested with lots of publicity. They specialise that in particularly in New York. Uh, Giuliani, uh, Rudolph Giuliani was very fond of these perp walks. So these are the people who perpetuated a murder. So what he's saying is that let's look at the using the legal system and find out if there are any criminal offences so we can put some of these people behind bars. Because for many of these um, social media outlets, there are people with no identity. The, many of the trolls, for example, are anonymous. So is part of that, as Scott Galloway suggests, um, providing, making sure people have to give their full identity? Absolutely. And that's his third recommendation, is that people need uh, to be able to disclose who they are rather than just uh, remain anonymous. Yeah, faceless troll, of which there are many. <laughs> mm. Sounds like the voice of experience there. <laughs> so well, so that's problem. the third way. Yeah. So that's the whole issue of identity. So prevent people from having a false name and having to use their own name in the social media. A fourth recommendation is what is called age gating. In other words, um, being able to put age limits into the use of, of technology. So he actually talks about um, a conversation he had with somebody who says, imagine facing your full self at 15. You know? <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be awfully embarrassed about <laughs> yeah. what I was like at If 15. everything was recorded on social media, <laughs> exactly. absolutely. Yeah. And that's the advantage an old person like me would have, that there are just no, there's no film footage of me being around at the age of 15. Uh, whereas now, of course, a 15-year-old, is living in a, a transparent society. Well and truly, and for many years earlier than that. Yeah. So this is uh, this is uh, a colleague of Scott Galloway. He went on to say that he'd rather give his teenage daughter a bottle of Jack Daniels, that's alcohol, than Instagram and Snap accounts. Now, we age gate alcohol, driving, pornography, drugs and tobacco, but we are not doing that with social media. In other words, so saying true. that you've got to be a certain age before you can get access to alcohol or whatever, smoking, and the same should apply to social media. And yet so many children younger than 15 are already accessing all of those, all of the above. Yeah. You know, it's starting much younger and that's a real, really interesting question about regulating those social media outlets. And then his fifth recommendation is on a, a part of the US legal system called Section 230. I'm not sure what what, what the 230 is a uh, section of, what piece of legislation. But the, it was introduced back in 1996. So this is well before Facebook and all the rest of it. And so it was there to, uh, in effect, provide a bit of protection for people running uh, social media. Remember, social media was then in those days very primitive. But basically, if you're a bookseller, you can't be punished for selling books that might be critical of the government, for example. You have that right to sell books. 
So Section 230 is uh, written with that in mind in terms of Facebook. But remember, Facebook didn't exist. Facebook comes along and is not subject to any control. And, and so it just simply says, well, we're allowed to publish whatever we want. This is guaranteed under US law, Section 230. Now, Scott Galloway is saying we've got to address this issue of 230. He's not necessarily in favour of banning all the protection, but he certainly obviously wants to give some liabilities to the Facebooks of this world for them to recognise they do have a responsibility as to what's being published. And then, of course, this is the angle that the Australian government is currently looking at, saying that um, there, there'll need to be some restrictions about what goes on to Facebook and the requirement for Facebook to do more censoring of its own content, which is what you get with the newspaper or any, you know, the, the radio programs. There are certain things I can't say in the studio. Absolutely, right? yes. But Facebook at the moment is remaining unaccountable and there's so much discussion that's gone on about the media itself and who's responsible for each exactly. site yeah. on Facebook and that conversation's still ongoing because it hasn't been resolved yet, has it? No, it hasn't. But at least we're beginning to have the conversation, which is important. And it's an example, really, of how the legal system just lags behind technological change. The politicians are always the last to learn. So you've got technology running so far ahead and creating all sorts of problems. And so what Scott Galloway has done in this article is to say, look, we've just got to get our act together because we're losing control over all of this technology. And it's obviously beginning to shape people's minds. One of my favourite examples is... Um, what the use of social media and the flickering images on computers generally is doing to the power of concentration. If you go back two and a half thousand years ago, Plato, the Greek philosopher, said that he was opposed to people learning to read and write. So in an oral culture where everything is spoken, you hear something once and you remember it because you're not going to be able to look it up. And Plato said if people start to be able to read and write, like I'm doing here, you make notes. So our memory has actually been degraded. Now we're continuing to degrade memory and concentration. And you see that with people just uh, skipping over their Facebook, you know, with their thumb. They're just they're scrolling through. overload of information as they yeah. scroll. Yeah. So we're actually rewiring human brains. Which is a whole fascinating other topic, isn't it? Is it is indeed, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think social media is here to stay, so it's another area that will be fascinating to see how we find ways to deal with all of those issues and uh, address the power that is Facebook slash metaverse. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dr Souter. That was this week's episode of Global Truths with Dr Keith Souter. Make sure you tune in next week when we'll break down one issue in global politics so that you can understand what's going on in the world right now and what's likely to happen in the future. Listener.